welcome to Couple of Idiots, your daily episode by episode podcast where we discuss the show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me as always is his wife Penny. Hello, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. You notice I'm walking a lot better today. Yes, I did notice that. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. You know, Halloween's coming up. Not that we can do anything in the year 2020. <laughs> no. But, you know, I'm at least going to throw on something. You know, I have a ho- I have a costume party this afternoon, actually, with work. Oh, yeah, you're going to go all the way to California for that? <laughs> no, it's like a Zoom meeting. Oh, my God. I, I mean, there's no one at work anymore. Right. My whole office is empty. But, yeah, there's like some sort of Zoom meeting. I wanted to dress up. Any ideas what I should be? No. Well, you've got scrubs and you dress up as a doctor. We have plenty of masks. <laughs> yeah. I have one of those hazmat suits. So. Oh, that's true. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe I'll, uh, wear that. I'm not sure, but I kind of want to get the, you know, and that's white. I could get the DJ lights. I could really make a whole production of it. Or I could just, I don't know, put on that bloody panda mask face and be done with it. <laughs> there you go. That'll do it. That's probably what I'm going to end up doing. Don't make a big production out of it. Yeah. I mean, what am I going to do? Win a group contest? <laughs> <laughs> One person? Um, oh, I have Where's Waldo still. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe Where's Waldo or The Nun. One of the two. I have too many costumes. What the hell's that about? Where's Waldo? I don't know if I would go with that one because the first and last time you wore that, we did not have, you did not have good luck. No, nope. yeah, that's a bad luck costume. Uh, you never want to end up arrested wearing a Where's Waldo costume because there's a lot of jokes about, hey, boys, I found him. Yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Um, but I got to tell you, I worked that up, too. And when they threw me in with someone else, then I was like, damn it, they found me. <laughs> I mean, I worked the joke. Everyone was laughing. Hilarious. Oh. And uh, Buddy is doing now, yeah, our Buddy report. He's doing just fine, right? Yes, he is. He was okay. even outside playing with Harley a little bit earlier. All right, good. good. But now so, he's all pooped out and he's taking it. Yeah, out. he's wore out for the day now. My <laughs> knee's back in order. Buddy's back in order. Fun, fun. Let's get to our episode, though, for today. It was, oh, Red Sky at Morning. Yes, this is season three, episode six. Um, we tried to watch the recaps twice, and I kept accidentally hitting the button, so I just said, screw it. I jumped <laughs> past the recap, because I can't imagine it's going to be much different than the last recap. And even after watching this episode, I think it was probably the same recap. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right. So I'm not too worried about it. Uh, listeners out there, if this recap is totally different and shows us, you know, when Diane left the cheers and Carla took over or something like that, <laughs> wildly different, let us know. But I'm pretty sure it's all the same backstory that we've been talking about now all this week. So we see a lady, she's out in the middle of the night uh, going for a jog, and she's got her headphones on, stops for like a drink of water or something like that. And off in the distance, though, in the bay, though, she sees a ghost pirate ship. And then uh, the ship vanishes, and she just like shrugs her shoulders, goes, huh, that's weird, and then jogs <laughs> off. Yeah. I got to tell you, if I saw a big ghost pirate ship and then it vanished, I don't know if I'd be quite as calm as she was, but I guess what else are you going to do? Right. And, you know, it was night and it was stormy and maybe she 
thought she imagined it because, it was, you know. Sometimes the clouds and the moon can ma- play real bad tricks with your head about seeing stuff. Like, yes, they can. Especially if you lose, like if there's tricks of light happening and then you lose like your depth perception of all of it. Mm-hmm. It can all of a sudden like make tiny little wisps of clouds up in the air look like they're massive. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> but it's just because your eyeballs have lost their uh, their depth and you can't really tell. I've had that happen to me at the beach before. I've been scared by the moon and a cloud. Okay. <laughs> I'm going, oh my God, what the hell's that? <laughs> uh, next, though, we see her showering. By the way, did you check out that shower head this lady has? No, I wasn't really oh, paying attention. Oh, it's one of those flat pan ones with all the little, tiny little holes and it just goes right down on top like a little rain shower. Yeah. Awesome. We had a shower head like that before, but it like you went through all your hot water in three minutes. Yeah, that wasn't the best. <laughs> that was for the how to say <laughs> for the environment. I was going to say economy, but you're right. <laughs> environment wasn't best for the environment. Oh, you're that, trying to save water. I mean, it was like getting drowned in big, nice hot water, but yeah, it was all gone immediately. That sucked. Okay, so uh, someone then walks up. It looks like someone walks up to the outside of her shower. It's like a glass walled shower in the hand. Looks like the hand's made out of water or something or drippy. I couldn't really figure it out. It was kind of hard to see. But then the camera goes outside the shower, and then we see that someone's inside the shower and attacks this lady who then hits her head on the walls a couple of times, and she just slumps over. (laughs) And then that's the entrance, right? Yes, then we go to the uh, Supernatural. Okay. Next we see Sam and Dean. They're driving at night. Dean notices, has noticed that there's a bullet missing out of the Colt gun and starts yelling at Sam. Dean asks if he's out of the deal now. Sam says no, someone else has the contract, and then there's some more yelling. (laughs) Anything you want to add to that, or can we just say more yelling? Just more yelling. Yeah, just put Sam and Dean and baby bullet missing from Colt, arguing about killing the demon. But Dean said, didn't he, was at this point he said that, hey, maybe he would have done the same thing if, if it were reverse, if it were Sam that was going to be dying. I didn't pick that up in that argument, but I might have been starting to tune out already, too. <laughs> because it's the same, yeah, the same old argument. Dean's pretty much just, it's, it's, it is what it is. I'm going to end up dying. I have less than a year left. And Sam's kind of like, no, I have to do everything I can to save you. And I'm so over it. D- yeah, Dean's kind of resigned to his fate, I think. The boys show up at a house uh, pretending to be cops, and they talk to a Miss Case. I think that's her last name. I didn't really get it. Miss Case? Well, I put I just put her first name as Gert. Gert, yeah. And, but she, it's an older lady, and she, uh, they first call her Mrs., and she corrects them. No, Miss, <laughs> as in the M-I-S-S, as in never been bequeathed, I think is what that officially is. If you're still going by M-I-S-S. Well, mean, well you know. Doesn't that mean that you've never had a serious boyfriend or been engaged? No. I thought that's what that meant. Huh. And MS meant you had been engaged, no. too. And MRS is you're married. They're interchangeable. What? You can just pick whatever you want to be? Yeah. There's no rules? No, not really. Come on. I mean, Miss usually is someone who is not married, but it's not someone who has never been married because they could be divorced, they could be widowed, whatever. They'd still be cons- Yeah, I thought that MISS was reserved for women that had never been um, proposed to. No, and even if you go down south, you know, there's when they're polite, they're like, you know. Oh, yeah, I mean, Miss polite Katie society. Or- but if you're going to slap it on as a title, 
No, it's it's anyone who's just currently not married, whether the like I said, whether the divorce, uh, widowed, whatever. Alrighty. But anyway, yes, this was Miss Case. Case. Okay, so uh, we learned that that lady that we saw the night before, she drowned in the shower. Uh, this lady then asks if the boys are working with Alex, and the boys just go along with it. They're like, "Yeah, sure." Uh, what? <laughs> Who is this person? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, they really don't know what to think about that. Uh, the lady, though, did mention that this lady that drowned mentioned the boat. She saw a boat vanish before her eyes as if it was a ghost ship. And she, like, asked Sam, like, could it be a ghost ship? And Sam just replies, could be. It's really weird. Well, she's really hitting on Sam, too, and... And she did mention, well, Alex mentioned it was a ghost ship, but Alex made it sound like the case was closed, and Sam and Dana like, no, this case is still open. Yeah, this Miss Case lady is rubbing Sam's hand, too, like doing that finger rub thing. <laughs> it's off-putting. Sam looks very, very uncomfortable. Well, walking away from her, though, they discuss, Sam's got this information that every 37 years... There's sightings of a three-mast ship, and then people around town drown, like on land, drownings. Uh, basically, you see the ship, and a couple hours later, you die. They come back to where they parked originally, and their car is missing. <laughs> uh, while they're, <laughs> while uh, Dean is absolutely freaking out about that, which is weird because Dean has lost his car before, and he didn't freak out. But he's like hyperventilating, he's pacing around. Our old pal Bella shows up, and she tells him she had the car towed. <laughs> Sam quickly figures out that, oh, if Bella's here, that must be this Alex that Miss Case was talking about. Uh, yep, just a reminder for everyone, if you forgot, Bella's a scam artist. That gets dropped in the conversation. And Dean confirms with her that she does know about the ghost ship thing. Uh, Bella asks them to uh, stay out of the way and that they should go get their car before the cops find the, all of the guns in the trunk. Yeah, she says before they find that arsenal. Um, Dean mentions to Sam, can I shoot her? And Sam just replies, not in public. Um, so, yeah, good old Bella making their life a miserable living hell. Like it is so weird to see her with that accent outside of Walking Dead. Yes. because Is, is she British? She is British. Okay. So she's speaking with, when she's Bella, that's her na yeah, natural accent. Well, when she's Maggie, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, next, then, we see a guy drawing a bath. Uh, in the background, we can already see that the water is, like, all black and screwed up. He notices that the water's all screwy, and he goes to pull the drain, but the water doesn't go down. And right then, I know what's going to happen, and sure enough... A hand quickly reaches out of the water and chokes him. Commercial. <laughs> yeah, commercial, and now we've got another dead body. We see a guy being interviewed by Bella, and like she's a cop or a reporter or something, and this guy says that uh, it's his brother and he was drowned. Uh, also, just to confirm, this guy did see the ghost ship before he died. And this guy seems to know a lot about boats. He had, like, all the technical names for what was on the ghost ship as well. Right. And, you know, Sam and Dean mentioned, well, that's a really good description you have for just hearing about it. He was like, no, my brother and I both saw it. We were, like, scuba diving or something at night, and they both happened to see it. So 
Sam and you are like, ah, crap, this guy's going to be our next victim. Scuba diving at night. I got a story for that if someday. I have to tell you about it. Sam and Dean are, we're, they're seen in the trunk uh, loading up on guns uh, because this guy's dead brother, or, because this guy saw the ship as well, so they figure they're going to go fight the ghost ship or something. <laughs> fight whatever. Spirit. Fight whatever the ghost ship brings to town. I don't know. <laughs> they don't know about this other pirate guy. They just know that people see a ship, they drown. Right. They don't know but how, they, what the connection is. But it is like, well, okay, what are you guys going to oh. do? Get a cannon? Like you're fighting a Wait. ship. Buddy is all tweaking out here. Do you want to let him out or should I? Yeah, you. It's easier for you to get up even though you got the power. Oh, wow. Because of the fact that I'm down on this god-awful futon. <laughs> and Harley's all snuggled up close to me and I don't want to disturb her. Okay. And Buddy's walking away from the door. Okay, come on, Buddy. Let's go outside go potty. This is not why people tune into our podcast, dog. Come on, let's go. Thank you. Tut, tut. Go down, go potty. Go down, go potty. This isn't wiring corn. Sure it pot. is. Just let them know if everything comes out all right oh, <laughs> while they're <Jesus>. out there. <laughs> Ridiculous show. <laughs> I gotta hobble back to my notes. <laughs> okay, where was I? Um later at night we see uh the boys are sitting outside of that guy's house and uh they're looking at some notes about the guys. They're trying to figure out like what is uh what everyone's connection is to this ship and getting drowned on land. Uh, they really can't figure out what all the victims have in common, but that guy that they're uh, following uh, is spots Sam and Dean and comes out of his gate and starts screaming at him about being watched. You know, what are you doing? You guys aren't cops. Leave me alone. <laughs> he jumps in. His, instead of he's already at home, perfectly safe behind a gate, by the way, but then he jumps into his car and starts driving off. Sam and Dean spot the car that it stalls like before it gets out of the driveway. Yeah, but just as it's about to hit the gate, it stalls out. Yep. And inside then we see uh, the guy, uh, the ghost guy pops up behind him. And then all of a sudden a bunch of water starts blowing out of this guy's mouth. So now we see that, okay, this is how this drowning happens. Is somehow this ghost thing just arrives and pumps your body full of water. Right. And Sam and Dean did happen to get a see the ghost so they know kind of what they're looking for and what they're um working with now yep uh sam breaks into the car then to try to save the guy but he's already dead commercial <laughs> sam and dean are uh driving listening to the weather report dean uh says that he feels like he can't save anybody lately no sam, sam. says that he can't feels like he can't save anybody lately Right, and he's referencing not only what happened with that guy, but the fact that he can't do anything to save Dean. Yep. Next day, um, next morning, though, we see Sam is reading a book, and Dean is playing on his phone, and there's a knock at the door, and it's good old Bella. Dean lets Bella in, and she asks how things went with Peter last night. <laughs> what a bitch. Because she knew that things probably weren't going to end up too good for him, and she was right. Well, Bella wants to have a heart-to-heart -heart with the boys and uh, settle things so that they can all work together and get this thing figured out. She figured out what the ship is and why it's haunting. Uh, some guy got hanged and his right hand went missing. And I guess it's some occult thing if you steal a hangman's right hand. And so... 
That hand is still a thing, and it's sitting in a museum as a macabre piece of history. Yeah, she said that for some people, the uh, right hand of a hangman is a very powerful occult object. She never did get into what it was supposed to be able to do or anything, just that powerful occult object. Yeah. So, who knows? Well, then at night, uh, we see that we see uh, Bella and Dean. They're getting dressed up really fancy. They make a comment that Sam is probably halfway on his way. Uh, Dean is all dressed up walks down the stairs, and Bella suggests that they have angry sex later, <laughs> which is, like, really awkward and weird. <laughs> so, pretty much, Dean did not know, and we didn't know if he should take her seriously or not, because part of him looked, like, confused of her, like, oh, yeah, baby, you know, like, yeah, typical Dean look. Eh, Dean. He's Dean, so Dean. E easily driven by his... Uh, lustful desires. His lust, yeah. <laughs> perfect way to put it. Uh... So they take off, though, and they, they're all ending up at some formal dinner at the museum. By the way, did you notice at this formal dinner all the background music? Oh, it was so beautiful. Did you notice the background music during I was that not, dinner? not paying attention. It was Seaberg 100 music, or Seaberg 1000 music, I mean. Oh, okay. Seaberg is the best. Okay. That's the old-timey background music from, like, grocery stores in the 50s and 60s. I did not notice what, what was playing in the background because I was just paying more attention to the dialogue and what was going on with the boys. <laughs> not the minute details. Not the minute details that I give zero Fs about. All right. Well, I just want to tell everyone out there, go do some Google searches. Go look on YouTube for Seaberg music and listen to it. It is fantastic stuff. You're, you're, it'll, it'll set your mind back. How long ago was the 50s now? 70, 70 years. years. It'll set your heart back 70 years. And uh, just imagine yourself pushing a shopping cart through a mart. All right, so uh, Dean and Bella, they go and uh, into the party and mingle. Sam shows up with Miss Cass, uh, the older lady from before. And at this point, Dean is really enjoying watching Sam squirm over being on a date with an older lady. Which she isn't ugly. I, I don't know what Sam's so uptight about here. No, she was she's a, fine. She's a very pretty. She had long white hair, you know, grayish white hair. I mean, she's very well groomed, very pretty. I think it's just the fact that she's probably old enough to be their great grandmother. Well, I don't know if she's that old, but at least old enough to be their grandmother. I just find it to be a dumb joke. Just like, oh, look at this old lady with the young guy. He must be grossed out by it. Like, oh, come on, ageist. Yeah. Of course, Dean thought the whole thing was just hysterical. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Where am I? Man, my notes. Sam, uh, at this point, though, Sam slams a glass of champagne right in front of his date, just clearly sending the message, like, I'm going to get shit-faced with you tonight, <laughs> lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I may, myself made the comment that Sam's probably going to need quite a few of those before the night's over ridiculous <laughs> they notice though that every door is like being covered by very good security they weren't just the local schlubs they were probably off-duty state troopers uh very tight security at this thing and bella's got a plan and right when she's about ready to reveal her plan she just faints Draw which <coughs> which draws the attention of security and uh 
basically Dean's like, uh, my wife, she at first he came up with she's allergic to shell food. I'm like, well, Shellfish. she's she's not swollen up, so it's not anaphylactic shock. Right, right. Or whatever. I'm like, why didn't you just say she's drank too much? I don't know. But then the security card comes around. He does say something like, oh, she had a bit too much. You know, where can we go until we get her sea legs back? Because <laughs> they are at a maritime museum. Har, har. Yes, they are. Um, so they end up uh, getting a room like upstairs, some sort of office room, it looked like. Uh, one of the security guards showed him up there. And at that point, then Bella like pops right back awake. And tells Dean where the hand is at and that it's a wired alarm. And he's like, all right, I'm off to go get it. Is it at this point where Dean, like, scolds her for not letting him in on her plan? Yes, it is. Yeah, that was a funny thing. Like, why didn't you tell me what your plan was? Like, I don't want you to think too much. You're not good at that. (laughs) Bella's uh, quick-witted. And really thinking is not Dean's strong point. That's that's Sam's job. (laughs) We see Sam downstairs dancing with Gert, and she keeps hitting on him. She keeps grabbing his ass. <laughs> Upstairs, uh, we see Dean working on try to steal, trying to steal the hand. And this is at the point where we get a picture of the hand. And yeah, it looks like a gross, slippery mummy hand. Yeah, it really does look like it was mummified or something. Security peeks back in on uh, the room that left Bella and Dean in. And says, you know, hey, are you uh, you guys ready to, you okay? You want to come back downstairs? She's like, oh, no, just give us a couple of minutes. And then as she closes, she's like, oh, that tickles. She goes giggling like there's someone in the room to cover. But then uh, Dean, when once he's done doing whatever he's up to, runs back to the room and bumps into the exact same guard and says, hey, thanks for looking after her and... I think, the, does the guard make the comment, like, I think someone's already looking after her. Yeah, oh, someone's looking after her, all right. <laughs> because Bella made it sound like uh, she and Dean were getting frisky because she kind of came with her dress, holding her dress up to herself like she was covering herself up. So yeah. that's how she got the guard to give him a little yeah. bit more time. Yep. Yes, and uh, Dean gets back in the room with Bella and... He has the uh, hand with him. Uh, Back downstairs, we see that Sam is still dancing with Gert. Gert says uh, these people that have died in the drownings are the two boys, the two brothers that died in the drowning, that they probably deserved it. Now, this catches Sam's attention. It's like, hey, what? why would they deserve it? Because they're still trying to figure out what, what ties everyone together. She lets him in that there's a rumor that these boys, they killed their father at some point. Killed their father for the insurance, not insurance money, inheritance, because they were, to combine their worth, uh, I think she said $112 million or something like that. So then Sam asked her, well, was there any connection with your niece and these guys? And she's like, no, not that I can think of. Was there anything ever involving family? Well, a tragedy. I'm like, yes, there was. There was a car accident she was in that ended up killing her cousin. So now we know. If you kill family, the the ghost ship's coming for you. Yes, apparently that's the, that's the connection. It's like somehow it, it knows that a family member has died because of you, either directly or possibly indirectly. Um, but yeah, then you were SOL at that point if you saw the ship. So Sam gets this info. At that point, Bella and Dean show up. 
Bella grabs Gert's hand and walks away with her, leaving Sam and Dean to talk. And Dean says that Sam smells like sex. <laughs> In the car, Sam and Dean realize that they, they like are going to split. And they realize that Bella stole the hand. Yes, because Dean wa- or Sam wanted to see it. So Dean reaches in his pocket and brings out the handkerchief that he had it wrapped in. And sure enough, there's a ship in a bottle. It's one that Bella happened to be looking at earlier when she was waiting for Dean to steal the hand. So she got the hand and he didn't even know what happened. Yeah. Uh, next scene we see, it's it's like night and it looks like the same night. Uh, it's A lot's happening in this <laughs> short couple of hours. Because next we see Bella with her classic big bag of money. We've seen that before. So we know that she sold the hand. And while she's at the docks counting the money, by the way, she looks up and there's the ghost ship. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Now who's SOL? I was just like, if you were, she knows what she was dealing with. Why would she be anywhere near that port? Get the hell out of town. Exactly. I mean, she... it sounds like she gave it to someone who was planning on leaving right away, which would make sense why she was there. But, you know, as Kenny Rogers say, there's no time for counting money when you're sitting at the table. You just take off and then you count your money. And she did not heed that advice very much. Yeah, she was on the dock. She was counting her money or at least looking through the bag of money and looks up and there's the ghost ship. Yeah, commercial. Come back from commercial. Dean is pissed that Bella has suckered him, has suckered them yet again. Sam points out, like, oh, it didn't sucker us. Just She just keeps suckering you, buddy. <laughs> so while they're uh, just about ready to get into a nice <laughs> fight there, Bella knocks on the door and comes in. She just right away admits to stealing it, selling it, and she quickly admits, though, that she saw the ship. Sam and Dean have figured out this whole ghost motive, and they explain it to Bella that the ghost attacks people that have killed family. So right away, Dean would like some answers on what she did and why she has no remorse over any of it. Mm -hmm. Dean wants to just basically leave her and uh, just split town. Bella asks for help. She seems pretty scared and remorseful. Sam seems like he's into it, but first he wants to know what she did and why did she (laughs) deserve this? What's going on? What did you do in your past? Um, I really thought that Sam was going to have a little bit more heart, but yeah, he does ask her like, Hey, what'd you do? But Bella will not tell and says that she'll just fine. I'll go deal with it myself. I'm not going to tell you jokers what I did, (laughs) but so since doesn't want to play along, Sam though breaks down. He has an idea on how to save her because let me, I don't know if you're going to put this in. Found out that the ship where this person was, this man was hanged, his brother happened to be the captain of the ship. So this is how it gives Sam sort of an idea of what they might need to do without having hand to burn to be able to save Bella. Yes. So they're outside in a graveyard setting up a seance. It starts raining. Sam starts reading out of his seance book. The candles get blown out. The storm gets way worse. And the ghost shows up and starts to drown Bella. Uh, Dean tells Sam, hey, keep read faster. (laughs) She's drowning here. Well, the ghost of the guy that hanged the ghost that keeps showing up, his brother, 
There he shows up. So we got the both ghosts, the, the ghost from the captain and the ghost of the dude that got hung. They're brothers. They're both there together. And the one that's mad gets like just runs into the other guy. They make a great big splash and fall to the ground. And that's it. Yeah, pretty that's much. a final battle. They just run into the ground and make a splash. <laughs> well, you know, it saved Bella. She's like, you know, good thinking, Sam. You gave the dude what he wanted. He wanted his brother. He wanted revenge. And he got it in his own way, I guess. Yeah, it's the final commercial at that point. We see Dean, Dean, Sam and Dean are packing, and Bella just barges in, not even bothering to knock, and yeah, pretty much says, very clever, thank you very much. She gives them each $10,000 each in cash. Uh, basically does that instead of saying, I'm sorry. She just refuses to apologize for any of her antics. Sam says, hey, at least she's got style. <laughs> uh, Dean says he knows where it is going. Well, then they show him in the car. And well, they ask, like, oh. hey, where do you think this money's been? Like, I don't know, but I know where it's going. Oh, right. And next we see them driving to Atlantic City at night. Uh, demons, Sam and Dean start talking about the crossroads demon and that everything will be okay. And Dean says he's sorry. And Sam gets pissed and they just start yelling all over again. I'm so over with the yelling <laughs> and I stopped taking notes. I'm like, I'm done with this episode. And because here comes my rant, Penny. Yes. They've only been doing the full, the, the season story stuff again at the very end. None of this at the very beginning and the very end. And there's a, another ghost story th story popped in the middle of this. I am so annoyed with this style. Yes, this season, you're right. It's them arguing. And it's the same thing. In the beginning, they're arguing about it. In the end, they're still arguing about it. Um, this season, uh, fortunately, is the shortest one. <laughs> because a lot of it is like that. Uh, just not good. Just because of the fact, it's not like the first two seasons where they kept searching for this yellow-eyed demon that killed Mary, and then finally at the end of season two... They're uh, just, they just keep rehashing the same thing here. They aren't progressing any. There's no new... There's nothing new in that story. There's no new clues. There's no new leads. There's no new nothing. There's just them two arguing over it, and I'm... Right, and I think that the point that they're trying to make is even though Sam is looking for ways to get Dean out of it, it looks like he's eventually just going to have to accept the fact that Dean is pretty much screwed, and there's nothing that any of them can do, no matter how hard they try, to get Dean out of this deal. Well, crap. <coughs> The whole episode does end with uh, Dean finally saying, oh, I know what I am going to do. Craps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, it looks like uh, Dean's not really too upset. Well, or he's got a strong upper lip. Yeah, he does. I mean, he, he's, I'm assuming, because if I knew I was going to go to hell in less than a year now, um, I would be very upset and very scared. But you're right, he's just kind of soldiering on like, can't do anything about it, so I might as well look like I'm strong and not afraid, even though I'm shitting my pants. What are you looking at? <laughs> yeah, you notice I'm off the food time because of the dogs. They yeah, I was just <laughs> noticing the fireplace is on, but none of the dogs are sitting in front of it. They've pushed you off of the couch, <laughs> and now you're up on your little bar stool there. Yeah, oh well. Still have my nose kind of going through. Yeah, we miss anything here? No, that's pretty much it. 
Red sky in morning. Red sky at morning. Red sky at morning. Zip. <coughs> oh my gosh. Red sky at morning, sailors take warning. Red sky at night, sailors delight, right? That's the saying. That's the saying. It has to do with like the storms. Yes, it does. Something to yeah, something to do with the atmosphere and the storms and your in the day when they didn't have the modern equipment and technology, things like that. Well, I think what it is is because if you see a red sky, that means that there's clear skies in that direction. Because that's the sunbeams coming over. And the idea is, so, like, typically, at this latitude, all of our storms move from west to east. So, a red sky in the morning... It means that there's a whole lot of daylight behind you, so the odds are the weather is going to change to something worse. Right. Red sky at night, sailor's delight. That means there's a whole lot of clear sky in front of you now Right. for the next day, day or, or so. so. Yes, exactly. So that's exactly. where that all comes from. Yes. If you didn't know, did you know? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I did know that. <laughs> do you know why the grass turns green on the first thunderstorm of the spring? Yes, I do know that, too. <laughs> I did go to school. <laughs> no, you've heard me tell that stupid grass thing to every little kid I can find. Yeah, I know. That's a, that is the best magic trick. I know it's a bit early for you folks, but if you're listening to this in the spring, when the grass is all brown and crappy and dumpy, find a little kid <laughs> on the first thunderstorm of the season and be like, I'll bet you $5 tomorrow that grass will be bright green. No way, it won't, mister. Like, Put $5 on it, little kid. Sure enough, the next day it'll be green because of the nitrogen that comes out of the air when the lightning happens. <laughs> well, I figured, I figured I had to keep telling that story. People would just be left in the lurch. What's this about green grass? <laughs> I think people know the whole thing about green grass and thunderstorms and springtime and <laughs> all that exciting stuff. Not if they stuff. don't live in Wisconsin. <laughs> I have a lot of coworkers that live in LA. They don't know what weather is really like. That's true. That's very true. But they do know what wildfires are like. And Ooh. that's something I'm glad we don't have to deal with. Yes. I would not want to be out west right now. That is for sure. It's just like wildfires everywhere. California, Colorado. Uh, there's another state I can't think of. Here. And then they got that tropical storm Zeta and the Gulf Coast, or should I say hurricane. Zeta in the Gulf Coast, so. Yeah, they always get hurricanes in the Gulf. Yeah, they it's do. It's not like there's a year where they don't. No, that's true. That's very true. Or maybe there is a year that they don't. We don't. It's not like they have the new on the news. Hey, this year we didn't get shit for hurricanes. <laughs> Woo! They don't publicize that. No. They, they never report good news. No. That's the same thing with drug deals. You only hear the ones go bad. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard about the ones that go right off without a hitch. Yeah, you never hear about the tens of thousands of drug deals every day that are perfect. <laughs> just the drug deals gone bad. Yeah, just a handful <laughs> that went bad. It's, it's not good. No, it's not. <laughs> drug dealers need, need better PR. <laughs> So, can we talk about, like, drug dealers for a quick second? We uh, we watched The Wire a little bit yesterday for my other podcast, Penultimate Warriors. You can find it at penultimatewarriors.com. So, an upcoming episode is The Wire, and yesterday you and I watched the second-to-last episode of The Wire. What did you think about it so far? Well, because it was the second-to-last episode, and we had no idea who was who, what was going on, 
I thought they had way in the credits they had way too many main characters. Yeah, you said that there was like twenty, right? There was a lot. I mean, supernaturally, you have Sam, you have Dean. All the rest are guest stars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Big Bang Theory. You got the four main characters. All the rest are guest stars. Oh, I think they might have added the girlfriends later too. Right. You have Penny and uh, what's his face, his wife. Yeah, Malak, <laughs> whatever her name is, Malika. <laughs> no, um, I'm not, I'm not yeah, talking yeah. about Sheldon's girlfriend. I was talking about the the other one's girlfriend, uh, oh, the blonde. Oh, the squeaky voice. Yes, she's got a very squeaky voice. That character. Bernadette, that's yeah, her name. Yeah, Bernadette. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just a ton of different characters. No clue what's going on. But, I mean, that's the whole point of that dumb podcast is to kind of just wade into it and see how right or wrong we are. I got to tell you, I, it got long. I had to cut it in half. I'm going to have to get the second half another time because, Jesus, Louisa. It was just, it just kept going on forever. And all they ever did was talk. I thought this was an exciting cop show. No, you're right. It was a lot of dialogue, a lot of boring. Futzing about dialogue, too. Like, hey... There's a guy over that warehouse. Oh yeah. Let's Seems like there's a lot of uh, animosity amongst the characters. Is what is I was that? What's going on too? I is that all so. these cops hate each other? It, it sounds like it, but that's uh, hmm. for you for you and Matt to discuss. That's for me and Matt to discuss. So yeah, we'll oh. get off that and get back to. I was actually just trying to cross promote my other podcast, right. PenultimateWarriors.com. Well, yeah, you've done that. so that you can get a taste of how ridiculous this idea for a show is (laughs) talking about shit we know nothing about see uh, here at a couple of idiots you know i got you there you're a great big set of training wheels for all of my knowledge that i miss out on yes because like i've mentioned before i've seen this this show i mean when it first came out in 2005 i started watching it have seen every episode now at the very least twice some of my favorite episodes i've seen several times yeah that's true now you will have seen every single episode twice at least well i've already seen it twice because when i originally watched it and then when i went through every single episode before when the summer started um, oh yeah this is your third time so this will be my third time going through it episode by episode yeah but you already have notes from your last time you went through it, right? Yes, I do. And I have to find those and kind of compare. See if I... I should do that. See if I picked up something then that I didn't pick up now and vice versa. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Any other shows that you binged through a couple of times? Because I've got one. Not a couple times. And there are shows I've binged through. Yeah, but like more than once binged through. No. Uh, Mad Men. Yes. I've been through that. I oh think God. three or four times, possibly. I mean, it was a good show, but it wasn't, to Definitely me, it wasn't that times. good. Uh, yes, it's that good. No. There is no reason why you should not be watching Mad Men 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the rest of your life. Right. It's such Dan, a good show. Dan just wants to be Don Draper. Oh, he's my hero. <laughs> I want to model my life after him. He's a man whore. I wish I had hair like that and a physique like that, and then I could be a man whore like that. It would be beautiful. <laughs> my life would be complete. <laughs> Give me my some drunk, slutty girlfriends. Yeah, it'll be a brilliant. All right, well, I guess that about wraps it up for this episode. Oh, we didn't go over the body count. What did you come up with on your own? 
Uh, well, we got the two brothers. We got the guy that was hanged back in the day. We got the lady at the very beginning. Um, four? Oh, and then the other guy that, yeah, no, that was part of the two brothers. Um, yeah, four. Well, see, I didn't count. The and the guy that got hanged that's now a ghost, I don't even know if I'd count him. So three. Right, three. But according to IMDb, the body count is five. And I'm like, no way. They're count then what they're counting, they're counting the two ghosts at the end that splashed into each other. That could be. That's what it is. So yes, I did not count the original guy that got hung because Man, that IMDB, they need to separate that out. Body count and demon body count or, or ghost body counter. Yes. Ethereal. Yes. Corporal corporeal body count and non corporeal body count. That would be wonderful. That would that would make sense. Yes, it would. Uh, honestly, the day night on th here, I think it. I think this is way more days than what we think it is. I think this is at least a week. Because how long did they have to wait for that museum gathering to happen? It's not like that just happened to happen that same night. You, <coughs> excuse me. You're right. We have no idea how long they had to wait for that. For all the fuck we know, they went off. <laughs> they went on vacation for a week and came back <laughs> the following week. Could be. Just never know. The three of them could have just gone to Disney World or something for a while. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna take Bella anywhere. They don't like her. Oh, that's she silly. is one of my least favorite characters. What? Why? Wait. Hold the phone. Why do you not like her so much? Because she is in it only for herself. It's like. Sam even made the comment, you know, after she sold the hand, he's like, you do realize you sold the only thing, or one of them, Sam, Dean or Sam, you realize you sold the only thing that's going to save your life until Sam did come up with the idea of summoning the brother. Um, Which, you know, he says that, but we don't know what the power of that hand was. So, okay. What do you mean by that, dude? Well, What are we going to do, like give him his hand back and he'd be happy? No, they would salt it and burn it because that way all his corporeal remains would be gone. Oh, yes, 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 of course. So, there you go. Meh. It's fine how they did it. They got more money out of it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I, I, I side with Bella in this one. <laughs> Team Bella. <laughs> Team Bella. <laughs> Wasn't that a thing for a while? No. With the, the vampire movies? Well, Twilight, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, so that's the body uh, the day night count because they have to wait for that museum party. It's for anywhere from a week to a month, I would say. I would say more like a week. I don't think Dean and Sam and Dean are going to hang out that long. Um, no, probably not. Especially since there would not have been any more deaths in between um, the brothers dying and then Bella seeing it. So that had to all happen. Within a relatively short period of time. So probably the first part, before they figure out that they got to go get that hand, before Bella tells them about the hand. So I bet you that first part was probably three days. One day per death. Right, right. And it started at night, so it would have been the next day that they showed up. Okay, so then we're looking at about three days, and they know about the hand. So it's probably... If only we knew what days that those other people died on. But let's just say now it's a Tuesday. <laughs> And the big gathering at the museum is on Saturday night. So, yeah, we're right. We're looking at seven to nine days, I think. I was going to say five to seven, but it could all be right. seven to nine. Well, it doesn't really matter because it's all a big <laughs> joke and nobody's the right answer. No one, no one will ever have the right answer. No one will. <coughs> well, no. Except for that Kripke guy. He might. He might. You never know.
It'd be cool if he called us one day and he's like, hey, you guys are all wrong on your day-night counts. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. <clears throat> yeah, it's like Groundhog Day. They've been there for hundreds of years. <laughs> for the most, for hundreds of days go by between when they have to do something. They're really trapped in hell. <laughs> the bad place. All right. Uh, just a reminder, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Please come over, check it out, and chat with us. We have a website, coupleofidgets.com. It includes all of our contact information, all of the episodes. There's like a little commentary. If you want to make a comment on a specific episode, you can just include that too there. That's fun. And you can, of course, get us uh, streaming on all of your favorite platforms because we're big like that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your enemies. T- tell your friends, neighbors, enemies. Don't don't pause that or stop that yet because we have to talk about tomorrow's episode, season three, episode seven. Uh, it's called Fresh Blood, and our good friend Gordon Walker's back. Ugh, I hate Gordon. Yes. Gordon's a bigger jerk than Bella. This is true. At least Bella's not trying to kill him. Should we let these people go? Yes, we will. Talk to y'all tomorrow. All right. Bye. <laughs>